I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is More The Players, our pop culture PlayStation podcast extra. We deep dive into something a little bit extra. So for the next, what, like X amount of weeks, Max, nine, I, you, I think it's nine, you and I will be talking about HBO's The Last of Us. Straight off the gate, very massive Thank you to the team over at Binge and HBO for very kindly providing you and I access to screeners of all nine episodes. So we're recording this live on Twitch uh, on the Monday the 16th, uh, mostly because we've only had the screener a couple of days. So we've only been able to um, watch just the one episode. So this one's being recorded live, but moving forward, everyone, these will not be recorded live. They'll be going up on Tuesday mornings uh, at 8 a.m. on your podcast, 9 a.m. on your YouTubes, uh, with the idea of this, this is your our review breakdown of each episode of the uh, the, uh, the adaption of Naughty Dog's uh, s- probably seminal uh, release in The Last of Us. Uh, and we're gonna break down our thoughts, what we think of it, uh, where it lines within the game, where it lies, uh, you know, as as an adaption. Uh, and of course, if you are watching along, jump in the chat, uh, jump in the comments below, and let us know what you think of the episode. Want to get into it, Max? Let's get into it. All right, fantastic. So. Yeah, for episode one, it runs a good like hour and twenty minutes. Pretty, br- pretty beautiful, yeah. and it it does set up the the beginnings of uh, the show. Now we'll we'll start the conversation around uh, sort of generals and what we think, what we thought, and then we'll get into some spoilers, some spoiler chats, uh, and, and go from there. So your uh, your uh, initial thoughts on episode one. It's, so I think uh, for those who listened to the podcast last night, I think I said I was a little bit skeptical. Uh, I'd been burnt before, Mm. all that jazz. Generally speaking, video game adaptations just don't work. It's really hard to go from having an interactive media to essentially a non-interactive medium. Uh, It did it really well. Really enjoyed it. (laughs) Really enjoyed it. Um, I think they captured a lot of that feeling that, uh, that the game elicits very early on. Mm-hmm. It sets the tone very quickly. Um, I also wasn't sure how um, I was going to feel about Bella, uh, Bella Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I think she did a fantastic job. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm keen to jump in and watch some more. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in the same boat now. If, once again, if anyone wants to check out our episode of For the Players, our standard show that we recorded, uh, that went up this morning, a day of recording. Um, I talked about sort of me being uh, uh, opti- positively optimistic about what the last what HBO's the last of us would be, um, knowing the the heavy involvement of uh, Naughty Dog, uh, uh, you know, head and and writer of the Last of Us, Neil Druckmann. So, it kept me happy. I watched it. It was awesome. I cried in the same way that every time I start The Last of Us on like on PlayStation and the game, I will always cry at the beginning of that game. And I'm glad, so glad, which is weird, that I was able to elicit the same response at the beginning of the show, 
which tells me a i'm incredibly biased which is fine and two that it hit the same emotional beats in the performances by uh, pedro pascal compared to troy baker as joel um there were some creative liberties here that we'll that we'll break into that i think actually expand the story in a better in a in a quite better way and any little nuances however there is such a respect and honesty in knowing of the source material and that they're not afraid to either pull shots from the game uh hit similar emotional beats because what we're seeing here is the foundation of we're retelling the same story which is fine um, but they're adding flourishes, adding minor, not even minor changes, but just expanding it because the nature of the storytelling of, of TV compared to the storytelling of game, where the game is more show, don't tell, where TV has to tell and show. You know what I mean? So there are things that you would pick up in gameplay that you have to visually see here or have it given to you as an exposition. And I think there were the scenarios which they've had to fill in those blanks verbally or within imagery, uh, I think they've done an incredible job. Um, I agree with you. One of the biggest concerns I had going in was, was Bella Ramsey. Not that I feel that she's a bad actress in any way. I think Ellie is... The way that Ashley Johnson delivers Ellie is, is, is unique whether it be the inflection of her voice, whether it be how she carries herself, it's very important to the story. Now, like Pedro, he seems to encapsulate the disheveled, beaten man that is Joel Miller. Uh, he ha- he looks like a guy that's seen some shit, done some shit, and he's kind of broken internally. And whether that be in the stoic delivery, the, the pretty accurate costume mixed with you know just this whole energy where bella does bring a lot of the aggression and attitude that we see from ellie it's it's just a little different and i kind of want to see where it goes Mm. but of course the all the the supporting characters live an incredible uh work as well so the actress that played tess brilliant uh what we see a huge huge fan of who huge fan of hers anyway yeah um yeah it was very good and then obviously uh uh, marlene Marlene. was really good too we see tommy as well Uh, we even see robert who's like a kind of a small character at the beginning of the game and like he's kind of a small character here too but like they they made some adaptions to that story because one of the first things you do in the game is go and seek him out so they've kind of tightened that up a little bit because that seems arbitrary um, in a TV show, but yeah, like there's, once again, there's enough here. There's no major changes. They expand on some things, but, um, what visually, how, how did it land for you? Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the whole thing has, um, it, it, it does capture the tone of the game really well in, in its imagery. I think, um, it played out really well. The, the it starts off um, you know, with with uh, Joel and his daughter in their house and whatnot, and you get to see all that. It, it looks, it looks exactly how I remember the game being. It's a bit. Um, it is a bit different. 
stylistically, it, but like it's the the yeah, the, the, for, the, for the, the energy the is there. Part, yeah, yeah. For the most part, that that feeling, that sense of feeling, is still there, um, which is which is awesome. Um, that <clears throat> that small sequence where uh, Tommy, Joel, and um, Sarah, Sarah, thank you, are in the car. Mm. racing through to escape the town um played out exactly how i remembered it uh such a it was it was so brilliantly shot they they do manage to capture it quite well um and they you know it's yeah they've done a fantastic job i i I agree so it from There, there were some issues with I had some lighting issues in some of the darker spots. So, so I was um, watching the screener. So I was watching. I watched this yesterday. So the day before, yeah. for, for you know, worldwide release, you watched it through through binge. So Fox I watched Day? it through. I watched it through Foxtel this afternoon when it, when it launched. Mm-hmm. So I, I, as soon as it hit one o'clock, I jumped on. I had already watched the first half of the episode two nights ago. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a um, bump because um, the, the streaming quality on Foxtel was a bit better than what the screeners we had access to because we got 1080p screeners. And, and yeah, Foxtel's running at 4K, yeah. And then obviously there wasn't, <clears throat> the, um, it wasn't watermarked flashing through the screen. Yeah, it's watermarked <laughs> with my name. So it, knowing that if I was to pump these out into the wild, they know exactly who to sue endlessly. Um, <laughs> um, so there... Yeah, I I needed to fiddle a little bit, but it wasn't um it wasn't to the level of that that random Game of Thrones episode where it was just fucking pitch black. And yeah, no so that was that's like that's the one challenge that I had, but that's the nature of streaming, right? Is yeah, there was sure. there was a lot of artifacting. The blacks weren't ex- quite as good as I'd want them to be. But for me, I go when this comes to four K Blu Ray, and it will, it's going to look immaculate. So at the moment, we've not got like they've not really. At, we're going to start getting into some spoiler stuff now just because it, it, it's context. Once again, understanding of the game. So this first episode focuses on the time of Sarah and, um, and Joel at, you know, September 26, 2003. So this is the time at which the outbreak happens, the day at which it happens. So they expand on here. And then like that is really quite nice. And as that transitions into the chaos night, of the outbreak or the events that we see at the beginning of the game where a lot of a lot of dark but a lot of vibrant colors as well that really pop and then as we head into the future i think it's 20 or so years later we see like a lot of muted colors a lot of browns grays dark greens sort of adding to that post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic desolate world Mm. in that like there's not not a lot of you know it's a lot of darker shades um and i I, that really worked for me like they have like because at the end of the game at the end of the game the end of the episode it's when they first step outside of the quarantine zone and it's it's still night it's still rainy but like we're not seeing all the the full-blown color that comes in the outside world but one of the things i really want to compliment the show on is its use of, of color especially in that opening opening scenario in terms of when all shit breaks down right and even its power of reflection so one of the things that that i noted that we noticed when we're watching it was that yeah as when they're doing that 
that escape sequence when they leave when Joel and Sarah and Tommy leave the house it is shot in a very similar way that you experience the game in that third person almost first person you're in the back seat you're seeing it through the eyes of Sarah so you're seeing Tommy and Joel sort of have that shared level of panic you're scoping around and like you're seeing shit chaos around you like you're seeing those key shots of you know that that even that down that t intersection right where they turn and head in towards boston mm. um where you see the house burning you see the family on the side of the road that they that choose to not pick up like that's brilliant but then as they get into the city we're starting to see the dark all the powers sort of shut down and we're relying solely on the glow of fire and some neon that we see in like the bar etc and they've even upped the ante in a different way because when you're playing the game and you're traver- and they were traversing that those streets, you're feeling in it. So having just the petrol station explode is great. Like it's intense when you're playing it, but visually it wouldn't have felt as extreme. So that they then upped that by having an airliner crash in the street, and that created that in- massive engulfing flame, which. Mm. I think out of the extra, and that also sort of is what led to the car crash that breaks, that causes the break in Sarah's leg, and et cetera, et cetera. The way they use that opening sequence, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Um, and then, it, yeah, and we saw that said a little bit later. We do see the beginnings of a clicker as they start to explore in this underground space as they're trans, as they're uh, heading towards to find Robert. And, you know, we see a little bit of the, sort of like the spores and the, the mold and how it all sort of looks. And once again, like to, I guess my, to reiterate my points from the beginning, like the level of respect at which this show shows the art design of the original. And once again, Neil Druckmann's involvement and the, and the creative uh, assistance from the team at Naughty Dog. I wouldn't have expected any less, to be honest in terms of it being legitimately and a thing. So, you know, we look at previous uh, adaptions. We, um, My brain goes to like Doom and you know, Mortal Kombat and the original Mario and like none of them really, They in Resident Evil even, they did it in name only, but they didn't bring the energy, the care or whichever. Because even for me is just hearing the guitar of Gustavo, right? Like they have had him come in and be music composer on the series. So it has the same musical power that the game does. And hearing that like that guitar strum and like it made my heart literally fucking jump and my chest tighten. Because like to me, that is that subconscious response to when I hear that guitar, like that is the last of us to me. And that alone went oh fuck yeah and my brain got all happy and excited yeah the the opening sequence um of hbo shows are generally quite good those opening um opening credit scenes are fantastic and they've done such a great job here as well um like you said bringing gustavo and 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 doing that that composition was really well done you know where where game of thrones built the castle out of the gears you've got here um spores and mushrooms growing out into um various things and it's just it's it's it was absolutely lovely but so one of the things let's touch upon a couple of sort of the the creative flourishes that they've added so even though there are moments where it is beat by beat the game Mm. there are some extras here as well so one of the big things that i noticed straight away we can't help but notice because it's the beginning of the episode is 
one of the one of the first scenes of the game is it's Joel's birthday. Sarah gives him a watch. In the game, we're led to believe that it's a new watch. In the show, it's an old broken watch that she see, she goes and gets repaired for him and gifts it. So it means more. Because like early on, like we see him go to read the time on his watch, you go, ah, shit, my watch is still broken. Like little things like that sort of add to that that emotional power of, of seeking that. And even in that exchange on the couch, almost beat for beat the game. In terms yeah. of, you know, like drugs, hard drugs. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it was, it was, it was great. Um, we get to see some of the neighbors. So in the game, when, uh, you know, uh, the neighbor breaks through that window of the lounge room and Joel has to take her, take them out. We're now getting some more emotional context on who they are as neighbors. And so we're seeing how Sarah first witnesses the infected is handled differently here. Yeah. How did you think yeah, of that? Let's this first sort of she, she's she's in the the neighbor's house as opposed to the neighbor breaking into theirs, yeah. um, which was which was really cool, because um, obviously in the game you you know what you wake up you head downstairs, uh, no one's home and then it crashes through. Whereas here, uh, she wakes up in the middle of the night. She goes to check on it. Um, she can hear sounds from next door. She goes to check on her neighbor because they're obviously quite close, and it shows that through the the, the start of the the series the, the show where it's this essentially this old lady um who she goes and visits because she's she's cared for by others she goes and spends time there after school and you know she she's obviously quite close to this person so she goes to check on it and make sure it's like, everything's okay and then she bugs out real quick <laughs> um so yeah that was that was cool it's, it's nice getting those little extra touches and um those contextual pieces like additionally like one of the things that they did in, in which, which for me was straight out of the conjuring it's the easiest example right um is while so while sarah's in focus in the foreground the the older woman is out of focus in the background and we see the moment that the fungal inspect in, uh, infection takes over her brain and it's just out like it's just out of focus so you can't quite like all you're seeing is the sort of facial movements and the distortion and you're like what the fuck is like we know what it is um but like watching that sort of have that moment was really really sort of cool it was kind of like that smoking gun to what we're going to see a little bit later um thought that was sort of really really well done uh outside of that as i mentioned they sort of shortened the um the the sequence of chasing down robert was also pretty quick we sort of get a lot of hints around joel in terms of what he does or what he has done you know, like it's in, it's alluded to that he has done some shit in the time since, you know, the beginning of the, of the outbreak and the loss of Sarah, which emotionally as, as intense here as it was in the game. Like I bawled my eyes out, but here just through throwaway lines and reactions from people, we start to see the power of who Joel is. We're seeing, you know, there's a throwaway line of like, look, we know, we, you know, we know who you are. We know what you've done. Sorry, I mean, we know what you're capable of. And then everyone around them's like, oh shit, you know, like that was great. And we see sort of, you know, Joel's day to day 
It's like he's sort of involved in sort of odd jobs, helping burn the bodies of the infected and the level of disregard he has for these individuals. You know, we see another member of that team being like, I can't, I'm sorry, it's a kid. I can't do it. And he's like, fuck that kid. And just throw it, you know, does what he needs to do. Like he has that emotional destruction. He has that emotional disconnect mm. from, from those around him. And it's, it was, uh, and then we're seeing sort of him involved in minor drug trafficking um, around like providing oxys, I believe, you know, to sort of help Fedra soldiers who, who need to sleep because they have a fucked up scenario to be in. And we also sort of begin to witness the, the moments of that PTSD, the, the flashbacks of the trauma of Sarah sort of haunting him and he takes it out on this soldier which you know that's kind of more implied in the gameplay experience where here it's like here's exactly the connection we're already front-loading that you know the father-daughter connector between Sarah and Joel is mimicked is is an analogy here with so the it's a simile with Joel and Ali they lay that out pretty clear straight away so you don't. It's a bit more of that show don't tell, which is mm. uh, very good early on. How did you feel that they've sort of handled the beginnings of Joel? You know, I think they did really well. It's cool to get, um, like you said, those throwaway throwaway lines. It's obviously it's alluded to in the game as well. Um, you know, you you've got here, uh, like you mentioned, he's he's um, dealing drugs to the to the soldiers so they can help sleep, and he's like, you know, where's the rest of my stuff? Like, where's, uh, you know. I, I will give you this, but you've got to, you know, mm. you've got to deal with the other guards as well. We need that car type thing. We need, yeah. you know, he's he's clearly a guy who uh, has a task in mind and he he knows how to get shit done any way possible, mm. essentially. Because um, you know, when when they had that interaction with him and Marlene early on, when they when they first meet Ellie, she's like, "Don't don't fuck this up." Yeah, implies then, that at some know, point he has made decisions. Yeah, because um, you know they're, they're like we know who you are. Don't fuck this one up. Like, yeah, you know. So it's it's a it's it's a really cool. He's they've done it very well. They've done it very very well. Pedro Pascal has played his role very very well. Um, you know, I, I very much look forward to seeing where they go with this because obviously this episode covers the very the very front end of the game. And they've got so much more to tell, and I can't wait to see how how they do it. Yeah, no, I'm as, as uh, yeah to add to what you said. Yeah, the yeah Pedro Pascal's delivery here is is on it. The drawl is just right. Um, I said the costume designs there. It's not uh, it's not identical, but it's accurate enough that you get that same energy, you get that same feel. Yeah. Um, whether it be the dishevelness of his hair, the the unkept beard, the stoic delivery, like. Even how, you know, like there's that scene where, you know, as they're killing time from the day to the night to, to take uh, Ali out of quarantine, we see him, you know, the way he lays on the couch, the way he holds himself, the, the, when he sits with the watch, like all these little minor sort of performance details that are really what seals it. Mm. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that most creators don't understand when it comes to the 
the adaption of of an, of media like this is those it's not just the beats you can't just be joel like you know you can't just be you know the, like it's important to pick up the nuances like even when it comes to say you know resident evil it's like you can't just have resident evil and you know umbrella and zombies like you need to get the nuances of what makes it's a such an important series and, and emotionally connecting for people that's what's needed and i and here they got it even with ali and and how they've put the costume with the costume with bella ramsey is it identical no but the details are there that you know the 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 backpack the the red sneakers the attitude the way she holds herself you know her sort of bravado that she has as she tries to have that you know overconfidence of someone uh, older than she is with how she you know is constantly on the defense and is aggressive and speaks very you know sort of uh, what what a young person thinks is an adult in that how she sort of swears and sort of has that constant standoffishness um you know and we get riley name dropped which is huge which makes me so excited which means we're getting left behind stuff in here as well and you know, for anyone that doesn't know, that's a throwaway shit. But like to me, my fucking heart, like I, my chest skipped a bit. You know, my chest skipped a bit. I was like, oh fuck. You know, like it's just all these these things that are that are very happy. I feel like I've done a little talking, mostly because I'm just a lot more verbose in my uh, in my speaking. You're you're yeah. You're also a lot more biased. I feel. Oh, most definitely. Um, so. But no, like like I said, you know they've done a they've done a really fantastic job. Um, it is early, mm -hmm. you know. This is the very early beats. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt some of the more um, pivotal set pieces of the game. How that how that will translate across. Um, I think for me, at this point, and obviously we have that luxury of being able to watch ahead. We don't have to do it week by week. Yeah. Um, I I cannot wait to see the delivery of the end. Yes. Like, because that's, um, I think that's you know one of like the bit if not the biggest part of the game that 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 last last the set piece. So, I hope that they obviously they've done they've done the front end justice, um, and that gives me hope that the rest of it will be just as good if not better. Mm as they as they progress deeper into the story that they're telling um i i do hope to see more of those little nuances of we're going to give you a little bit more uh background context to what you've already experienced in in, in a different way so that's going to be awesome as well um but yeah because we're so contained still within that 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 early set piece you know we haven't like you said we haven't left the quarantine zone yet i can't wait to see that yeah. that big open like I, you know, in the yeah, same yeah. way that the the game it takes place essentially over a year, in the way that we see this, you know, changing of the seasons. Like I look forward to seeing that here as well, as we see it transition from from you know fall to winter to spring, and we sort of see those colors come in, and and in that same way that as they further progress their story, we get to see the 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 visual representation of hope and excitement in a in a world that is lost of hope and mm. you know and, and and happiness so the irony of watching this and feeling that hope and that happiness is like it's it's brilliant and that i i'm really excited to see what what the rest of this series delivers and i think we probably should wrap it up here for at least episode one um in that because you know we've got at least what eight more to go 
It's very exciting times. But if you want to join us on the week by week, these episodes will be going live every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on on the YouTube channel. Uh, We'd love to hear what you are thinking of the show week by week. Please drop uh, your thoughts in the comments below. Uh, We'll jump in there and have a chat. You can also hit us up on social medias. Uh, Our names, uh, our tags are above our heads. Um, I mostly will be tweeting my thoughts after the show episodes of course go live uh, in that i i don't want to i even though we have the luxury of um seeing the game uh, seeing the show early i do not want to spoil it for everyone so you'll be getting these after crimson with the hot takes my oh wow hot take in the chat a video game yeah my review a pretty good adaption of a subpar video game bold strategy crimson bold bold but we'll leave it there. We'll be back uh, with a regular episode. If you happen to stumble across this, uh, we do record a, a PlayStation-centric podcast each and every week called For the Players. It is on Monday mornings, uh, Australian Eastern St- uh, Standard, Devin Times, whichever. But this will be coming at you every Tuesday. So we will see you next week for episode two of HBO's The Last of Us. But until then, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And some quippy line about The Last of Us. I haven't thought of a good closer yet, so it was you know it's the last of us is the best of us. Nah, no, I got nothing. <laughs> it's it, you just do the, the cheesy when you're lost in the dark. Come watch this episode, and we'll yeah. we'll bring the light. Oh, that's way better. I should have thought of that.